This is a public service announcement brought to you by Drinks with Dub Podcast. The creators and producers name me Dub City himself. would like to inform you that this show has been produced with no chill, no filter, and a grand total of zero, let me say that again, zero fucks given. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you and you alone are responsible for any and all feelings of anger, insecurity, and jealousy, as well as being triggered or offended. Any offense taken will most likely be ignored. However, if you do choose to contact or troll the host in any way You do run the risk of being publicly ridiculed And called out for being a sensitive ass little bitch Now, with further ado, ladies and gentlemen Your host, In The What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Drinks with Dub, and I am your host, Ian Dub, aka Dub City. And I'm here with um, I'm here with no one tonight, today. Whenever you're listening, I'm doing this one solo. It's uh, something I've been thinking about for for a while now on how to do this, uh, if I even wanted to do it, you know, by myself. But with um, you know, with the tr- not necessarily troubles, but with the uh, difficulties, I guess, scheduling guests and, you know, getting people to come on the show. And when I'm available to do it, when they'll be available to do it, it just things wasn't coming together very well to get a to get a guest lined up. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to keep going without putting an episode out. So I figured, you know what, let's go ahead and give this a shot. Let me ride solo see how it goes and uh we'll go from there but uh i don't know it feels weird it feels weird here by myself normally i'd be introducing somebody asking how they doing but i'm doing pretty well i can't complain and even if i could complain it wouldn't do no good i don't know who would do anything about it but life life for the most part is pretty good uh we coming up on about 10 somewhere i think about 11 12 weeks before the baby's due so taking care of that kind of stuff we pretty much got all the big stuff out the way we're not worried about having to buy clothes because if you've had a child before and if you know anybody in our families you know that they will go overboard when it comes to shopping for clothes you know we've already got you know probably a good close to a month's worth of clothes already from various people and the big shoppers ain't even started shopping yet so so that's that a uh, couple quick things. I am, I am looking at launching a YouTube channel in the hopefully not too distant future. Uh, there's one thing people have said to me over the over the course of doing the podcast is, you know what, man, you should you should do a YouTube channel and put the podcast on YouTube. I don't know, I don't know if that's what I'm gonna do. I don't know if I'm gonna put the podcast itself on YouTube. But I do have some ideas for some some video content that I want to put out. And I'm working on my first one. And when I say working on it, I mean thinking about it. I have a general idea of what I want to do. But it's just a matter of nailing down exactly what I want to do. 
and getting the details and everything like that lined up and we'll go from there and hopefully like I said hopefully that's in the not too distant future I'm not going to give you a date on when that YouTube channel will be launching but I'm working on it um if you're listening and you haven't already liked the page on Facebook, uh, just search Drinks with Dub on Facebook and like the page and, you know, comment and share, and you know, do whatever, just interact. Um, I'm on Instagram now. I got an official Drinks with Dub Instagram page uh, that I just started, you know, going to be posting memes and pictures and quotes and everything else you do on Instagram. But that's Drinks with Dub on Instagram as well. That's pretty much all I'm gonna do social media wise. I may, I may at some point get a Snapchat, but I've I've got a Snapchat now, but I really don't see the purpose in it and how to use it. Uh, my understanding, uh, my understanding, the whole thing about Snapchat is it disappears. I really don't send anything or say anything that I don't want to stay out there. If I say it, I'm willing to stand behind the fact I said it. Mm. So I don't really know if I'm gonna get into Snapchat or Twitter for that matter. Um, I'm not a I'm not a document my every move type of person. Like I'm not gonna live tweet the Grammys or any of that kind of stuff, whatever. So I'm not really gonna probably not gonna mess with Twitter too much. So I'm just gonna stick with Facebook and Instagram for the time being. Um, but like I said, if you're listening, go like those pages and. If you're listening, you know, if you're listening to the podcast with somebody else uh, or you followed one of the links that I've posted on Facebook, the podcast is available pretty much everywhere. Uh, I don't know where you what you're using to listen to this now, but I mean, it's on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. There's a whole list of them, you know, host of places you can listen to this podcast. If you're listening on something now that's not your preferred destination, uh, I'm probably on your preferred destination. Just uh, just look it up. Like, follow, subscribe, do whatever it is that you do on that particular platform. Rate me, give me a review, whatever, what have you. Uh, but on to the show. On to the show. Got those announcements, I guess, out of the way. Uh, govern yourselves accordingly, as they say in the black church, <laughs> to the announcements. And that's the only time you ever hear that. Um... It's a good week to try to do it solo because it's been a lot of stuff going on in the news and in the world and such places. And I'm not going to get into politics and, you know, crazy stuff that's going on in the news. But unless you've been living under a rock for the past week or so, you probably are aware of the fact that millions of people just became Los Angeles Lakers fans. Because that's where LeBron decided he's going to play basketball for the next three, four years. I don't know. He signed a four-year contract. I don't know if that's guaranteed four years or if that's like three and a player option or whatever. But LeBron James is L.A. bound. And it's been crazy. <laughs> the memes the memes alone have been worth it to me. Like the memes of like J.R. Smith with the confused look on his face and... Looking at LeBron like, LeBron, why your jersey purple and gold? And why we ain't got none? And, you know, it's been crazy. But the thing about LeBron going to the Lakers is everybody, every not everybody, but most sports people, I guess, have an opinion of, you know, 
him chasing rings and this and that. And, you know, everybody wants to talk about super teams and all of this. But here's the thing. LeBron James is a multimillionaire. He will one day be a billionaire, I'm assuming. Um, And if he decides he wants to play basketball in L.A., who can blame him? Like, why would you choose, you know, Cleveland over L.A.? Like, Cleveland is not somewhere that people, I don't think, aspire to be. Like, as a city and as as a destination. You know what? Let's go to Cleveland. And listen, I've got family in Ohio. You know what I mean? So, it's not, you know, to rip on Ohio or the Cleveland Akron. Is it Akron or Akron? I don't know. But not to rip on that area, but, you know, it ain't L.A. You know what I mean? Everybody dreams of going to L.A. Like, that's where people want to go. They want to go to L.A. and New York. Like, East Coast, West Coast, whatever. But that's like the spot to be is in L.A. And so LeBron has decided that's where he's going. He owns homes there. You know, I think his kids are going to be playing basketball there. You know, he's got businesses that are stationed there. He's got, the you know, a production company. So he's going to be a Laker. Good for him as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't see a problem with it. Everybody's like, oh, he should stay in one place. And, you know, he he's 3-6 and six in the finals. And he ain't going to beat Golden State and this and that. But look, here's the thing. Ain't nobody beating Golden State, all right? Golden State is, you know, probably the most loaded basketball team in history. You know, they started, they had four all-stars in their starting lineup last year. And now they've gone out and signed DeMarcus Cousins. Shout out to Boogie Cousins one time. But, like, so at some point this season, they're going to start five all-stars. Who's going to beat them? I don't think nobody's going to beat them. Uh that's just the way of the world. And everybody's like, oh, man, you know, I don't like it in the NBA when all these superstars, is, they want to team up and play together and this and that. Look, I play basketball. Not obviously, not at that level. You know, I played high school and that was it. Uh, and I play, you know, pickup basketball on the streets. You know what I mean? And when you're playing on the streets, it's, it's, it's real simple, you know. You pick the best players for your team. Like, I ain't never been on a basketball court nowhere. And, you know, the two captains is picking teams. And the captain's like, you know what? That's the best player right there. But I don't want him on my team. I want to I wanna play against him. No, he going to pick the best player so his team can win. That's just, that's just the way of the world. Like, if you can put good people around you, that's just smart. <laughs> Like, I don't understand this concept of you got to do it all on your own and you got to be the main, you got to be the only star. Like, you know, companies don't run by themselves. Yeah, there's a CEO, but without all these other employees, it'd just be a CEO. You know, that would just, you know, wouldn't make much sense. Like, every company would basically be a Facebook rapper that claims to be a CEO of a record label with no with no employees it's like just you with a laptop talking about i'm the ceo of such and such ent or such and such entertainment or whatever and it's like bro i don't see no business around you you know that's that's what people i guess want the nba players to be is like i want to be the best player on the team and that's all i want to be like forget about winning but that's just my opinion i don't know if that matters at all but it's going to be fun. 
it's going to be fun to watch regardless. Like I said, the memes are already killing it. And as soon as the season starts, it's going to get even better because I tell you one, that's one thing. That's one thing about sports is whether you watch sports or not, you got to be entertained on the internet because the shit is crazy. This, I mean, it don't never stop and they be on top of it. As soon as something happened, they be, they be ready to clown. Like, I wish I could get to that point in my life, or maybe I don't want to be at that point in my life. I don't know. I'd have to talk to somebody that's doing it. But they had a memes and stuff ready to go immediately when something happened in sports. And I'd be like, damn, I wish I'd have thought of that. And I'd be like, well, I couldn't. I might have thought of it, but I was at work or with my girl or taking care of the kids or something. I had things to do. I couldn't just be on top of the action ready to come up with a meme. But... But these people do it, you know, you follow the, you know, you follow the pages on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and they just be clowning. And it's amazing to me. And like I said, I don't even, I rarely watch sports. You know what I mean? Like as far as, ooh, the game is coming on tonight at seven and I'm going to sit down and watch the game. That's not something I do, but you know, I do follow and keep up with stuff and try to know, you know, your basic information. Like I'm not going to show up. You know, next NBA season, thinking LeBron's still with Cleveland and be confused. Like, I thought LeBron was a Cavalier. Like, no, I know he's with the Lakers. You know, I know, you know, I know that Chris Paul, you know, signed a new contract with the Rockets. I know that don't nobody want Melo to come play for him because, you know, Melo's a ball hog or whatever the the story is with him. But maybe by the time you hear this, he'll have it. He'll be signed with a new team. But right now, he's basically in no man's land. He ain't. He ain't playing with nobody, you know, and they questioning whether he's going to go to the Rockets. Uh, maybe he'll go to uh, maybe he'll go to L.A. with the, you know, with the Lakers and play with LeBron. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But like I said, the NBA is crazy. It's entertaining to me, at least on the Internet. It entertains me on the Internet. And sometimes that's all I ask for is to be entertained online, you know. Maybe you feel different. If you feel different or you feel the same, hey, hit me up. We'll talk about it. I don't care. You know, it's just it's just a game. You know, you know, I know EA Sports says it's all in the game, but at the end of the day, it is just a game that they getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play and we pay to watch in one one way or another, whether we buying tickets or paying for NBA full court pass or just cable TV in general. We paying to watch, you know, buying jerseys and shoes and shit. Um, but hey, that's, that's the NBA for you. Um, another thing, switching gears, um, that new Drake album. My God. If you ain't, if you ain't bumping that new Drake album, you just, you just a hater in my opinion. Alright, the new Drake album is is fire. Okay. Shout out to Drizzy one time. Um that Scorpion album is on fire. It's breaking records. I think it's the the first album ever to like stream a billion be streamed a billion times in one week. Like one billion with a B. But 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 billion. It's got one billion streams in one week. That's just ridiculous. I think the last 
the last album to you know come close to that I guess was like I think a Post Malone album is what it was and it was like 700 and some odd thousand uh, streams in a week uh, yeah, 700 million or, I don't know something great. It was it was a lot less it was a lot less than Drake and I'm not it, you as you can tell I'm not organized I didn't make notes or anything like that to look up and give you correct figures but you can look it up and see that you know he smashed the record it ain't like he just beat it he smashed it and I was just reading earlier and again I don't have the notes so I can't give you the exact list but uh he has seven songs right now in the Billboard Top 10. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the Billboard Top 100. In the Top 10, he's got seven songs at the same time. And that's a record that used to be held by the fucking Beatles. Okay? The Beatles, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a bunch of scrubs that, you know, did a couple songs sometimes. You know, I'm talking Beatlemania. Like back in the 60s, they had... They had five songs in the top ten at the same time. And now that record now belongs to Aubrey Graham with seven songs in the top ten right now. The entire album is on the top 100. Okay? So that tells you this album is popping. People was invested in hearing what this man had to say. And speaking of what he had to say, a lot was made over the past two months, month and a half or whatever it was, you know, him and him and Pusha T had their little beef or whatever. And I'm going to touch on two things about that. Actually, actually, it might be three things. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how many things it is I touch on. First off, I was curious as to like why Pusha T decided to diss Drake in the first place. Like I didn't even know there was a problem between them. But it's, so to me, it just kind of came out of nowhere. That all of a sudden Pusha T is beefing with Drake and dropped a, you know, a disc record on him. What was it? Infrared off the Daytona album, which I listened to. And was like, I, you know, he kind of clapped at Drake, Drake a little bit. And then, you know, Drake came back with, uh, what's the name of that song? He came back. I can't even remember the name of the song, but he came back and he clapped at Pusha T. You know what I mean? And I'm like, ooh, he kind of went in on dude a little bit. And here's the thing, like. Pusha T, I'll give it to him. Pusha T is a lyricist. Like, it's a difference between a rapper and a lyricist. And a lot of y'all ain't going to understand that. I'm not going to get into it. But what I'm going to do is, the best example I can give you, the best way I can explain this to you, is to go to Jay-Z's Black Album. All right? Shout out Jigga one time. We're going to talk about him later in the show, too. But uh, on the Black Album, what was it? Uh, it's on a Moment of Clarity. Uh, for a lot of y'all that don't don't realize that Common was a cold rapper back in the day. He was a lyricist, okay? Like, the way he put shit together and told stories and just the way he did everything is very lyrical. It's not the type of shit you just bump in the club. You know, and this was back in, like, the late 80s, early 90s when Common was that dude. But Jay-Z said on Moment of Clarity... Uh, he said, if skill sold, truth be told, I'd probably be lyrically Talib Kweli. Truthfully, I wanted to rhyme like common sense, but I sold five mil. I ain't been rhyming like common sense. 
And I was like, damn, that was some cold shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, basically, he was saying, like, look, I wanted to be this lyrical dude, like this lyrical mastermind, but I did this shit right here and started making money. So I'm going to do this right here and make this money. And you can't blame a man for that. All right. Man, it's the music business. You know, he's trying to make money and he definitely succeeded. But so this Pusha T Drake thing was like one of them situations where it's a lyricist going up against, uh, you know, what we know as a rapper. Like Drake got bars, but you don't really think of Drake as a lyricist. But so it's kind of one of those things like who going to come out on top of this? And then Drake clapped back at him and was like, okay, this this might be good. If Drake going to go back and forth with him, let's see. And I'm a Drake fan. You know what I'm saying? And then Pusha dropped that story of Adnan. And I was like, ugh, this right here is ugly. And for those of y'all that ain't up on it, uh, basically the second disc record that Pusha put out was blasting Drake for having this secret son that nobody knows about that he had with a stripper or a porn star or some some type of some female of that nature. Like I don't know exactly what she was. She was look, she wasn't a nurse. Alright, that's all I'm saying. She whatever she was doing, it didn't require a college degree. So and Pusha T comes out and is blasting him like he got this son that he ain't taking care of and he ain't talking about and it's a secret and this and that. And I thought to myself this is ugly. And, you know, me and my girl sat and talked about it in the, you know, days after because everybody was like, what Drake going to say? Like, what is Drake going to do something about this? Like, that was that was ugly. And people was on the Internet like, you can't even rap no more. You got to fight this man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's real personal. And I said that if Drake was going to come back and win this battle, what he would have to do, I didn't think was going to be worth it. Because Drake has that mainstream appeal. Like, Drake... You see him on the talk shows. He's on Ellen. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know, he he's that happy-go-lucky dude that smiles and you see him and he, you know, the kids love him and this and that. I didn't think that it was worth it to his career to win this battle because to win this battle, he was going to have to get down dirty and grimy and go into the gutter in this battle against Pusha T. And I didn't think it was worth it. Now, whether he could do it or not, that's up for debate. You know what I mean? Like, people didn't think he stood a chance against Meek Mill, and you saw how that worked out. Now, so I'm not going to say that Drake would have won the battle, but I'm saying I don't think it was worth it for Drake to win the battle. But that's neither here nor there. And, you know, days passed. Drake didn't say nothing. No response came. And then uh, little buddy Jay Prince came out and was like, look, Drake had a, Drake had a record locked and loaded and ready to go that would have ended Pusha T's career and fucked up Kanye West's life too at the same time and I was like like first off you can't tell me that and then not play the record like now I want to hear the record like at some point like I'm thinking to myself what a bootleg is that when you need them all these motherfuckers they be stealing songs and shit why y'all didn't steal that one you know that's the one I want to hear you said it was going to end his career and fuck up Kanye West's life I want to hear that record, but we never heard the record. Now, fast forward to the Scorpion album. And the last time I was, you know, trying to plan for this episode a little bit, I think that the the story of Adnan dropped on May 29th, 
I think it was a, a something somewhere around there, around the end of May. And Scorpion dropped like the first couple of days in July. Can't remember the exact date, but it was about a month, a little over a month between the the story of Adnan and the Scorpion album. And the Scorpion album is littered, like it's all over the place, of Drake talking about his son in various ways. You know what I mean? And so I'm wondering to myself, who was behind all of this? Like, one month this dude comes out of nowhere and was like, Drake, you got this son that you don't care about, that you don't talk about, that don't nobody know about, blah, 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 blah. And in the next month, Drake come out with an album and he's talking about his son all over the album. So I'm thinking, who got played here? Did all of us get played? Did Pusha get played? Did Drake rewrite the whole album? Or, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's a crazy situation for there to be so much being said about, about this man's son in the course, in this short period of time. Like I said, we, you know, there have been rumors that he had this son. Like, if you be on certain corners of the internet, you would probably heard that Drake might have his son out there. But it wasn't publicly talked about. Like, and I really don't think it should be. I mean, that's that man's personal business. Okay? Like, everybody want to jump on, be like, oh, Drake ain't taking care of his kid. Listen, listen. Listen, Linda. Y'all know motherfuckers that ain't taking care of their kids. And they ain't celebrities. They motherfuckers that you hang out with and kick it with. So, don't be so quick to judge a motherfucker just because you, you think you, you know him. Okay? But, like I said, the Drake album is fire, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? And, like, he was clapping. You can tell some stuff was written, obviously, after uh, after the Pusha T situation. Like, he, that line where he was like, he said, Max said, they only blessed when they attached to you the only dead beats or whatever beats I've been rapping to. You know, that's... That's a custom cold little wordplay right there, you know. But he got a song on there like called March 14th, which I don't, which if I'm not mistaken, I think it's that's the day he found out that the boy, that the son was his, you know. And he he threw some, you know, he uh, referenced uh, Michael Jackson and Billie Jean, you know, talking about, you know, the kid is my son and this and that. And he's actually got a duet with Michael Jackson on the album, so, you know. Shout out to him for that. But like I said, the whole album, you know, it's got, you know, the whole A side, B side, where the A side is more rapping and the B side is more R&B singing, you know, whatever. And I like, I like Drake as a singer. Like he, he got that balance to him. Like, I don't think he could have made it, made it as a singer, but he sings good enough that you like it when he does it. At least I do. Like he the dude that can sing on some hooks and do some do some R and B type songs without having to without having to over auto tune it. You know what I mean? Like when Kanye did Eight Oh Wakes and Heartbreaks, that was cool. But you can tell like Kanye can't sing. Like he auto tuned the fuck out of it and crafted the beats around the fact that the song was auto tuned. Like Drake. You know, he's got a better command of his voice, I guess, is what you would say. That he doesn't have to, like, obviously do the T-Pain auto-tune to sing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure most singers use some form of auto-tune to keep everything in line and where it needs to be. But, 
you know what I mean? Like, it's the difference between using auto-tune and, like, the song being auto-tuned, I guess. You know what I mean? But, uh, speaking of singers, let's segue into something else. Uh, the Beehive is going crazy right now because... Beyonce was doing a concert and she was dancing and she rubbed her stomach and smiled. And so now the beehive is convinced that she is pregnant with baby number four. And so they 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 scouring the internet for pictures, trying to find some hint of a baby bump that may or may not be there. Um I don't know. I don't know if she's pregnant or not, but I tell you one thing. The beehive don't be bullshitting, okay? Like, if you in the entertainment industry, like, you need to be striving to have your own beehive, okay? The beehive wasn't going on any of the last two pregnancy announcements. Like, they they made sure that the word got out this woman was pregnant probably before she announced that she was pregnant. Like, if they see something that looked like a baby bump, they finna be on it and they finna investigate. It's quieted down a little bit, but they was hot about the fact that somebody screenshotted some shit and they found out that Beyonce had a Snapchat and they didn't have it. They didn't have a Snapchat information and they was going crazy looking for this woman's Snapchat. You know what I mean? Like, how dare you have a Snapchat and we not be on it? Like, we the ones that made you. You need, we deserve to have your Snapchat. Like, damn, can't this woman have nothing to herself? Do y'all want her phone number and email address as well? You know, do y'all, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, when the Beehive get on something, they get on something. Just like when, uh, when the Lemonade album dropped, they was doing their best to find out who Becky was. Becky with the good hair. They was looking at everybody's uh, Twitter profiles and bios and, you know, Instagram feeds and they was determined they was going to find out who Becky was with the good hair. They they decided they could, this might be Becky, but her hair ain't good enough. You know what I mean? Like, motherfuckers was really having to, like, come out and say that they wasn't Becky. Like, that's how crazy the Beehive was when they found out that Jay-Z had cheated on Beyonce. You know, first off, I don't know what the fuck Jay-Z is doing cheating on Beyonce. I'm still trying to figure out how he got her in the first place, let alone cheating on her, okay? Now, I know money value a lot of shit. I don't think money gonna buy Beyonce because shit, she got more money than he do, okay? You know, Beyonce, Beyonce got paper. She got paper, she got long money, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know what Jay-Z doing cheating on Beyonce to begin with. If he even cheated on her, okay? Now, I ain't finna judge that. I ain't saying Jay-Z wouldn't cheat. That's not what I'm saying. So, don't, ladies, don't jump on me and think I'm defending Jay-Z like he didn't cheat. The reason I say he didn't cheat, that maybe he didn't cheat, because let's look at the circumstances. Well, not the circumstances. Let's look at the facts. One, two, three, four. Beyonce comes out with an album, Lemonade. And all it is is basically talking about how Jay-Z cheated on her. 
That's the big thing that we took from this Lemonade album was that Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. Oh my God. How could he? Why would he? What was he thinking? And she has taken this tragedy, this tragic personal experience, and made beautiful music out of it. This woman's amazing. That's She deserves the Grammy and all of this for going through this and making music. And, you know, we love Beyonce and poor her. Fast forward a little bit and Jay-Z drops an album called 444 in which the, in which he admits to cheating on Beyonce and he apologizes and talks about, you know, how guilty he felt and how he wished he could take it back and he would never risk it all again and he's so glad that they made it through that. Okay, that's step two. Then all of a sudden, step three out of nowhere and people were shocked by it, and I've been saying it was going to happen since the Lemonade album came out. All of a sudden, you go on the internet one day, and Jay-Z and Beyonce have released an album together. Hmm. Now, I'm not one for marketing and publicity stunts, but if you was going to pull a publicity stunt, damn it, that seemed like the way to do it. How about the wife make an album where she say the man cheated, then the man make an album where he admit that he cheated, and then the two of them team up together and make an album with each other. And then they go on tour together. Ching ching, checkmate. Okay? And we ate it all up from the jump. From the very beginning, we ate the shit up. Not me personally, because I don't have title. Okay? I'm a Spotify user. And when I say I'm a Spotify user, I mean when I got the money, I pay for Spotify. But that's what I choose to listen to my music on. And Jay-Z don't fuck with Spotify because he owns Tidal. And I don't have Tidal, so I've only heard bits and pieces of all these albums. You know, the Lemonade album was fire. You know, I, I caught that before it got taken off Spotify. But And then I heard the 4404 album, most of it, because they played it that day. If you remember the day it came out. That's all they played on the radio station for like 10 hours was they just played the whole 444 album back to back to back to back to fucking back. And I was like, I ain't cool. You know, I, I caught most of it then. I hadn't heard the Mr. and Mrs. Is it the Carters? I don't even know the name of the album. I think that was lit. Is it? Is the album the Carters? Or is like that their name is a group, the Carters? Whatever. I ain't really heard it. But they say it's good. They say that, you know, it's a whole thing, and I'm glad for them. You know what I mean? Hey, go get your money, because I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you for getting your money. I'm just saying, I think they played all of y'all motherfuckers. They went out and bought all, ate this shit up like, you know, fucking clockwork. You know, hook, line, and sinker. At no point did they get divorced. Between all this, they had two more babies. You know what I mean? So, I think they doing all right with they sell. And speaking, speaking of doing all right for yourself, I was shocked to hear this. Not even hear it, like I read it. I clicked, I, the headline caught my attention and I couldn't believe it, so I clicked on it and I read it. Kylie Jenner, okay? Kylie fucking Jenner, apparently, is worth $900 million, ladies and gentlemen. Kylie Jenner is worth $900 million and is on pace right now to become the world's youngest self-made billionaire. Once again, that's billion with a B. B-B-billion. 
Kylie Jenner is going to be a fucking billionaire. The youngest self-made billionaire in the world. Like, that's, that's crazy to me. Like, it was crazy enough when Zuckerberg did it. Like, with Facebook, became a billionaire at, like, what, 23 or 24 or some, sh- some crazy shit like that. Like, Kylie Jenner is probably going to be a billionaire before she can legally drink. I do believe. You know, if I'm not mistaken. But Kylie Jenner is, like I said, I was shocked to find out. And to put that in comparison, Kim, Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian West, I guess, I don't know. Kim Kardashian is worth about $350 million. And Kylie's worth $900 million. And I was talking to somebody about this, and I was like, how the fuck is Kylie worth $900 million? And I was like, she got that lipstick, you know, she got that lipstick line. And here's the thing about this, and I did not know this. And shout out to her, and shout out to Chris Jenner for this. But she's got that lipstick line, you know, Kylie's Lips by Kylie, I think is what it is. I don't know. But that lip, the lip line that she's got, she owns 100% of that. And I, when I read that, I was like, shout out to her for getting that deal done and doing it that way. Because, you know, a lot of these entertainers and, you know, people that get into businesses and stuff like that, they'd be like, oh, he owned this and he owned, uh, she owned that. They be owning like small percentages of stuff or they own like 60%. You know what I mean? Like we think of like, uh, like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, for example, you know, he's still going through all his legal stuff. Like, you know, Lil Wayne owned Young Money Records. Lil Wayne owns Young Money, blah, blah, blah. And come to find out, Lil Wayne owns 49% of Young Money Records. And you're like, oh, well, he don't really own it. Same thing with Jay-Z, you know, when he was doing his thing with the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. And it was like, oh, Jay-Z owns the Nets. This nigga owned like... It was less than a percent of the New Jersey Nets, or Brooklyn Nets that he owned. Like, when I say he was a minority owner, he was a minority owner. You know, now, that was a smart business move for him because he didn't pay that much for his share. But he bought him, you know, he bought into the team when they were still in New Jersey. And he became the public face of the, the Nets. And he was on the front lines of getting the team moved to Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like... That was his purpose, like, was to be the public face. Because I don't, we don't know this Russian dude that owns the majority of the team. Like, if you said his name, you don't know who it is. But you say Jay-Z, that, you know that guy. And he was instrumental in getting that team, you know, brought into Brooklyn. Getting an NBA team in the city of Brooklyn. So, shout out to him for that. But he didn't own anything. Like, he had no real stroke there. But Kylie, this lip line that she's got, 100% of that. All her. So, like I said, shout out to her. Shout out to Chris Jenner, the momager of the decade. You know what I mean? Like, I thought, you know, me, me and Britt was just talking about this the other day. Like, child stars and, you know, this and that. And the Olsen twins and how good their parents were at guiding them and the way they handled their money and stuff like this. And the Olsen twins ain't even on that level. You know what I mean? Like the Olsen twins are incredibly rich, mind you. And I think their empire in all is probably is worth over a billion dollars. But there's two of them. So they got to split that two ways. So you're looking at, you know, half a million, you know, 
half a billion, you know, which still ain't nothing to sneeze at. Like I ain't, I ain't knocking the Olsen twins, but y'all only worth 500 million. You know what I mean? But think about that. Like that Kylie Jenner is going to be worth a billion dollars and reevaluate your life for five seconds. All right. That's enough evaluating of your life. Um, I don't know what else. There was some. There was a couple of other things I wanted to get into. I know what it was. I wanted to get into Trump's America, and I say that jokingly, and I say that seriously. If you have not been living under a rock, if you have internet access in any form or fashion, I don't care if you got dial-up still. If you've been on the internet in the past couple of months, you are fully aware of the trend. Of white people, Caucasians, if you will, calling the police on black people. Damn it, basically for just being black. That ain't, that ain't the reason that they calling the police on them. But damn it, that's why they call them. You got, uh, what's homegirl, what they call homegirl name? Uh, Permit Patty, uh, Barbecue Becky, uh, uh, Pool, per, pool Patrol, Paul, or whatever. Like, this shit is crazy. Like, it started with this white woman calling the police somewhere in California. There's some black people, black people at a park somewhere was barbecuing. Like, they was chilling with a grill. And she was like, you can't use that kind of grill in this park. You got to use charcoal or whatever. Or you, got, you can only use the gas grill. And she for real called the police on these people for barbecuing at a park. You know what I'm saying? Then you had the the lady uh uh permit patty who called who called the police on this little eight year old girl for selling water. The little girl was selling bottles of water outside of her apartment. And you look into it a little bit, the apartment is like across the street or down the street from like a soccer stadium or a baseball stadium or some some sort of sports stadium. And she was outside selling water, trying to raise money to go to Disneyland. That's all this little girl wanted to do. And so people are walking up and down the street and she's yelling, water, got you, get your water, your bottles of water. Just like everybody else on the street was doing with their peanuts and scalp tickets and t-shirts and all of this. And this permit patty called the police on this little eight-year-old girl for selling water. Now tell me if that ain't some bullshit. Talking about she ain't got a permit to be selling this water out in front of the building. Ain't nobody got no permit, okay? Like, if you need a permit, you're going to tell this eight-year-old girl to get a permit to sell some bottles of water. Now, if she was outside being quiet, on the low, low, selling dope, which kids be doing, wouldn't nobody have called the police talking about, oh, she was making too much noise and I couldn't concentrate on work. And then you find out this bitch sell weed. Like, that's what she, that's her job. She for real sell weed. Like, she worked for some, like, dispensary or brownie company or whatever. That's what she did. She sold marijuana. And you called the police on this little girl for selling water, trying to raise money to go to Disneyland. And the joke ended up being on her at the end of the day because once the story got out, because the story gonna get out. Okay, the story gonna get out when you do some racist shit. 
the story got out, somebody didn't even want the publicity of knowing that they did it. Somebody bought tickets for this little girl and her whole family to go to Disneyland. So, I guess at the end of the day, thank you, Permanent Patty, for being racist. So this little girl got to go to Disney World, Disneyland. Okay? Not only that, you had this dude, uh, uh, Pool Permanent Paul, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if it was an apartment complex or a neighborhood or whatever. But anyway, they had a pool and it was like a neighborhood pool. And you had to you had to live in the neighborhood, and when, I guess when you bought your house or whatever, they give you like a key pass to get into the gate to go to the pool. And this this dude, this white dude, comes up to this black lady and was like, "I need to see your ID to prove that you live in the neighborhood so you can be in the pool." And she was like, well, "You know, whatever. Here's my ID." And he still wasn't satisfied when he gave her the ID, like didn't trust her or believe her or whatever, and called the police. Like, call the police on his own for swimming at her neighborhood pool. And even the police was, dude, like, dude, why you tripping? She showed you her ID. She showed you her key pass. And the key pass works to get into the pool. Obviously, she lived here. Like, and he was like, I don't know. Them, the, those key cards lose their way around sometimes. Like, that could belong to somebody else. I don't think she should be here. Like, come on, bruh. These people is swimming. It's, it's 110 degrees out here. Let some motherfucker swim. You calling the police for being at the pool. Then there was a situation in, in Ohio. I think it was Cleveland. Where somebody called the, the police. On this 12 year old boy. Because he mowed part of their grass. Like, if that ain't the ignorantest shit I've ever heard in my life, like, this little 12-year-old boy started up a, a lawn mowing company. Like, that's what he did. That was his, gonna be his summer job. He, he, got, he got him a little push mower. He gonna mow some grass, charge motherfuckers $20, $30, whatever he charges, and I'm gonna raise money for the summer and have my little summer job. And he was mowing away. He was mowing somebody's lawn. And apparently he didn't know exactly where these people's property line was and accidentally mowed a patch of the neighbor's grass. And they got mad enough to call the fucking police because he mowed a patch of your grass. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to be, you bullshitting me, right? You mad because the motherfucker mowed, this little kid mowed part of your grass. Like, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, I'm... It's situations like that where I'm like, I couldn't be a cop. You know what I mean? Shout out, shout out to police officers. Shout out to the men and women in blue. You know what I mean? Like, I know we, you know, we joke or whatever. You know, don't trust the police or fuck the police or whatever. We joke and stuff. But look, look, there are plenty of good police officers out there that put their life on the line every day to protect and serve their communities. And shout out to them for that. And I know a lot of people be like, man, I couldn't be a cop because what if I had to do this or do that? Now, one of the reasons I couldn't be a cop is I couldn't respond appropriately when somebody called the police for some dumb shit. And you calling the police because this little boy accidentally mowed part of your grass, that's some dumb shit. I'm liable to try to take you to jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just don't make no sense to me. And this shit is happening over and over and over and over the police getting called on people for nothing. 
Lady at Sub Lady at Subway. Sometime in the past couple of weeks or whenever. Called the police because this black family at Subway was going to the bathroom too much. And she thought they was gonna rob the place. And it's like a family with kids and shit that was on vacation, like traveling somewhere, and had been in the car for four, five, six hours or whatever, stopped at Subway to get something to eat, and they been in the car drinking juices and eating snacks and all of this, and she felt they was going back and forth to the bathroom too much and called the police. Like, like how you gonna call the police on somebody for having a weak bladder? You know what I mean? Like... Hey, they, this this person bladder don't hold up strong enough for me. Y'all got to do something about this. Like, I'm going to be mad at you if you if I'm the police and you call me because they using the bathroom too much. Not causing no disturbance, not doing nothing illegal. They they, they going to the bathroom too much and I, th I think it's suspicious. Like, what's suspicious about having to pee? You know what I mean? Like, what's the appropriate amount of times you allowed to go to the bathroom in a certain in a certain period of time you know what i mean like but that's what's happening in america today people that's the world we live in i ain't even gonna talk about starbucks i ain't even gonna talk about starbucks i ain't heard nothing nothing about starbucks since they shut down for that day to to uh racial sensitivity training is that what it was i don't even know what it was called no more but they, they shut down for a whole day so they could teach their employees not to be racist. Like, I didn't know you had to teach a motherfucker how not to be racist. I thought you had to teach them how to be racist. I thought that's what you had to do. I thought you was just born not being racist, that you had to learn how to do it. But, you know, hey, maybe, you know, maybe I'm the crazy one. Maybe y'all tell me. But other than that, man, uh, other than that, I don't really think I, it's, it's much more I want to talk about. Uh, I don't think it is. You know, I, I had a few topics. I, I think I hit everything I wanted to hit. I told you what I wanted to tell you, said what I wanted to say, and that's what I do. I say what I want to say. But I think I think it's it's going pretty well. You know, my first time. Doing this whole thing solo, dolo, just me, just me to start a show. Um, I think I think I've done pretty well. I might do it. I might do it more often. You know, I might you know in the future make some notes or something like that to give you some facts and figures or figure out. You know, maybe I'll charge my phone next time so I can look some stuff up if I so choose to give you some facts and figures. Cause like I said, I don't know. You know, all the, and I talked about some stuff with the Drake album and, you know, how many streams he had and, you know, this and that. And I ain't have exact figures for you, but, you know, if you want to look them up, you can. You probably got Google. Hell, you can, you probably got an iPhone. You can tell Siri to look the shit up for you. Uh, you can tell Siri to play the Drinks with Dub podcast. Shout out to you for that. Shout out Siri for getting stuff done for me. Uh, I think you can tell Alexa the same thing. You can tell Alexa to, uh, you know, play the Drinks with the podcast. And you can just listen to it on your, uh, what is it, the, the Echo? Is that what it is? Or what is, what's what's the little box that they got that Alexa's on? Is it Echo? The, the Echo? The Echo Dot and all that shit where you can control everything in your house? Like, Alexa, turn on my lights. And Alexa, turn on my air conditioner or whatever. I don't know. 
I still use buttons and remote controls for all that shit. You know, I don't need, you know, I don't need no electronic maid in my house. You know, I wish I had a, I wish I had a maid made, but I wouldn't want to pay. I don't want to pay for a maid, but you know, that's just life. You got to clean up and you got to do things. But, but I think that's it, people. Um, I don't think I've missed anything I necessarily wanted to talk about. Uh, I mentioned the Instagram and the Facebook page. Follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. I told you I'm going to be launching a YouTube channel. I don't know when, but I'm going to do it. Um, talked about LeBron to the Lakers, Jay-Z, Drake, uh, the Pusha T beef. Uh, I don't think I got anything else, so I guess that's the end of the show. That's the end of that's the end of this episode of Drinks with Dub. I did it by myself, just me. It was it was it was a supreme individual effort by yours truly. That's what this episode has been. You know, normally right now I would be thanking my guest for coming on, but I didn't have a guest. It was just me. That's what this show was, ladies and gentlemen. It was all about me. And every now and then you just want it to be about you. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Toby Keith that did the songs. Like every now and again, I want to talk about me. You know, y'all didn't know I knew country music like that. Okay. I might have been wrong on the artist. I might not have been, but I know that's a song, you know, that, that you know, was a thing back in the day, back in the day. You know, I was in high school or whatever. You know, want to talk about me. Want to talk about I want to talk about number one, you know. Y'all didn't think I knew that kind of stuff, do you? Y'all thought I just knew about rap music. No, I know about everything. But but in all seriousness, no. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for the hate, too, by the way. Um, but that's going to be the end of this episode. I will be back. I don't... I would... I was going to do the whole same, same time, same channel and all that, but I don't really have a set time when I'm going to put it out the next episode to be out i've been talking to some people about you know coming on the show hopefully do some things hopefully got some nice things popping in the future or next time you tune in it might just be me but it will still be drinks with dub i still will be drinking i still will be doing this whole thing with no filter and i'll still be having fun and hopefully you having fun along with me but with that ladies and gentlemen i'm signing off this has been drinks with dub thank you for listening and like I always tell you, if you knew better, you do better. Peace.